All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening, Oilers Nation. Thank you guys for tuning in to Oilers Nation After Dark. I'm Connor Halley, Aaron Bordado alongside with me, keeping us on track as we recap tonight's loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets and for the Edmonton Oilers. Certainly a disappointing performance in this one. Uh, we're going to have Zach Lang on the show in a couple minutes here to break down and share his thoughts as well. We'll get to the good, the bad, and the oily. But as we do Per usual, we'll go with a quick rundown of what exactly happened for the Edmonton Oilers on the score sheet. To everyone tuning in on YouTube, hit that like button. Facebook, make sure you get involved in the chat. And if you're on Twitter, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all you guys for tuning in tonight. Let's get to the rundown. And uh, not a great start for the Edmonton Oilers. It was Boone Jenner getting his 14th goal of the season. That put the Columbus Blue Jackets up 1-0. And when that happened, I got the vibes of a 2-1 game. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, the Oilers looking like they had a couple of days off, didn't have their feet underneath them to start the game off. Uh, they would get back into it, though. Derek Ryan would get his seventh goal of the season to tie things up at one apiece. And then the power play doing their thing. Connor McDavid, a fantastic pass to Zach Hyman, who's in his office side of the net. Little tap in. Good goal for the Oilers. Uh, but Kirill Marchenko would score his 11th goal of the season for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's now got 11 goals and zero assists so far on the season. That tied things up after regulation would expire. The game goes to overtime. You're all here. You know how it ended. It was Kent Johnson, the 2021 fifth overall pick with the game winner, his ninth of the season, the Calgary connection, Johnny Goudreau and Good Branson getting the assist on that one. And with that, the Amatolers falling 3-2 
Their six-game winning streak snapped. They are still the only team in the last 20 years not to win seven games consecutively. So maybe they'll do that on the next upcoming games. A bunch of winnable games still to come here. But, uh, yeah, lots to get to here on Oilers Nation after dark. We'll start things off as we usually do with the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokers with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta. Give them a follow on social media as well on Twitter at cornerstoneins8 and on Instagram at cornerstoneyeg for the good, the bad, the oily. We are going to bring in Zach Lang of Oilers Nation, but we'll start off with the good. Skinner! 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 Zach, uh, that's for you and uh, and myself, selfishly. Uh, it, it's the good, the bad, the oily, not the great, the bad, the oily. Stuart Skinner tonight uh, makes 20, what, 24 saves on 27 shots. Uh, this one was almost a default. We had our group chat going throughout the game. We're trying to find out the good. There wasn't a whole lot of good tonight, so we're going to go to Stuart Skinner and get in that Simpsons clip. Any chance we can reference the Simpsons on this show? I think we can do that as much as we can. Um, yeah, I mean, Skinner was probably one of the few good things from this team tonight, right? I mean, right from the get-go, it was a lethargic performance all around. Um, it's kind of what I wrote in my wrap-up tonight at OilersNation.com, filling in for Bag to Milk, who was down at the game today. Um, it was a frustrating for performance all around, but Skinner, man, he was solid once again, right? He kept the Oilers in the game, uh, especially in that second period there early on. He had those two huge saves. Kind of gave the team a little bit of life. Derek Ryan was able to score and, you know, kind of make it a bit of a game. Yeah, 100%. Uh, lethargic. That that will transition into our next little part of the good, the bad, the oily. We go to the bad now. And for a team that, you know, hadn't played since Saturday, I thought they might have their legs underneath them a little bit more. We saw some uh, some of the videos coming from practice. Looked like they were trying to do some drills to simulate game action. But the bad tonight, where was the energy? Yeah, a lot of people are asking that question, right? I mean, um, you look at the games the Oilers had on their six-game winning streak, and they looked a lot different than what we saw tonight, right? In each one of those games, they had the energy all night long uh, from the opening face-off to the end of the game. And tonight, there just was none of that. You know, I, I, again, as I kind of wrote about, you know, it's almost like the Oilers just knew how bad Columbus was, right? Like, they, they knew they are the worst team in the NHL. And they're like, oh, you know, we could probably – you know, just roll them over and we don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Well, you know, at the end of the day, there's no team in the NHL that tanks, right, Gary Bettman? Um, <laughs> and, you know, you can see that here, I guess, this is a bit of an example tonight because, you know, those Columbus players were hungry for a win. Uh, they took the Calgary Flames to overtime on Monday, couldn't get the job finished off. So it was clear tonight that their uh, MO was to come into Edmonton here and play spoiler, and that's exactly what they did. 
100 percent uh keep those comments coming on facebook on youtube uh if you're on youtube hit that like button on twitter hello as well big thank you to everyone for tuning in tonight breaking down the oilers 3-2 overtime loss to the columbus blue jackets and uh, let's get to the oily and the oily would have been a lot more fun had they found a way to get the win but the crowd down at the ice district still booing johnny goudreau i mean i think that's just how it's going to be for johnny hockey when he comes through alberta for the next 10 years uh, he got in in calgary deservedly so and uh, the oil Oilers fans down at Rogers continuing it tonight. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny too. Like I never really remember Goudreau getting booed a lot while he was with the flames. Um, Never really felt like it was something. I mean, I guess you'd hear some jeers now and then. Right. Um, But to be as relentless as the Oilers fans were tonight uh, down at Rogers place, I I thought it was kind of comical to say the least, because you took a look at Twitter at all. People were absolutely losing their collective minds uh, that the Oilers fans were booing Goudreau in the first place. But Hey, you know what? He's a guy who was a rival of the Oilers for a very long time. And, you know, this is Goudreau's first time back in Edmonton since the playoffs last year. So, um, you know, pretty interesting to see him uh, get ribbed so hard. Okay. Man, who cares about Goudreau? That comes from, uh, I don't even know, you, Grom, LOL. Hey, it's just the, it's the oily tonight. That's We're just going to get to it. We like the fans down there letting Johnny Goudreau hear it. Uh, he assists on the game winner. We'll move on. We'll stop talking about Johnny Goudreau. Uh, Zach, I mean, the chat's right now going crazy here on Facebook as well on YouTube. Let's scroll through Facebook here. And uh, a few guys kind of getting a lot of the blame. Uh, Darnell Nurse, as per usual, and when they don't win, he's going to be the guy that gets a lot of blame. But uh, Leon Dreisaitl also, Mike says Dreisaitl laid a complete deuce tonight. Uh, we're having talk about uh, the shots from the point from Darnell Nurse, the the flailing wrist shots from the point, as Scott refers to them as. Uh, I mean, I don't I, like we said uh, for the good, the bad, the oily. There wasn't too much good to look at tonight. It was good to see Derek Ryan get the goal. I guess the power play was pretty efficient, uh, yeah. but in terms of individual performances, you can look at Drysdale, you can look at Nurse, you can look at a lot of people. It just wasn't good enough, especially with the Columbus Blue Jackets in town. Like we talked about, the worst team in the league coming into this game statistically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were some poor performances. I thought Darnell Nurse struggled. I thought Cody Cece struggled as well. A lot of unforced errors on some icing calls, especially early on in the game. They really kind of chopped up the game for the Oilers a little bit. They struggled to kind of find their legs. And I think that was a big issue tonight was that you know, the game started slow for them and they never really seemed to be able to kind of get out of that bit of a funk, right? And we know with Drysaddle too, he's a guy who can be an up and down player. Like he doesn't seem to have um, the same consistent level of play you would kind of think he would every single night. Um, This one was definitely a bit of a down night. And you know what? They're going to happen for every player throughout the course of a season. Uh, 82 games is a long time to be playing, you know? But I thought there were some good things, too, beyond just Stuart Skinner. I thought, you know, yes, Apuliarvi had a pretty strong game tonight. I really liked his game. Uh, you know, he should have. I, I don't know if they ended up giving him an assist on the Derek Ryan goal. Uh, he definitely should have got one, though. Um, and then I thought Dylan Holloway had a good game as well. You know, he, he seemed to be engaged uh, all night long. He's a guy who I think has kind of turned his season around a little bit. Yeah, Dylan Holloway threw that reverse hit there in the second, kind of, to me, a little sign that he's starting to figure things out at the pro level. Uh, yes, the RV, I agree. St- still no assist for him, just looking at NHL.com. Don't know if he'll get one, but he had a couple shifts where he really stood out and looked good out there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, other than that, not too many bright spots. Uh, looking at here throughout the chat, uh, Jesse says, oh, man, I don't know how you guys do it. Oh, 
buddy. I, I worked on post-game shows in the decade of darkness. This is nothing. The Oilers were on a six-game winning streak going into this one. It's one bad game, but uh, if they bounce back on Wednesday against the, or sorry, on Saturday, today's Wednesday, if they bounce back on Saturday, this game will be long forgotten. I, I don't even know if you want to look at the film of this one. Like, let's just throw it out the window and move on. Uh, we've got some more coming in here on Facebook. Shouldn't have even been close. What the F was that from Tristan? Uh, and Basam says, uh, Bouchard looks like he goes so lazy. Um, you think Bouchard looked lazy tonight, Zach? Oh, I think everybody looked lazy. <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't think there was anybody out there. Like even McDavid at times didn't quite to seem, didn't quite seem to have the the legs or the swung that he typically does on any given night. Um I think people will single out Bouchard far too much. I'll say it right now. Um, I think he's a lot better of a defenseman than people actually give him credit for in this market. I think people need to be very, very careful uh, with how we perceive a guy like Evan Bouchard um, because, you know, there could be people that want him traded, right? Like, you know, you listen to any of the sports talk shows in the city and, you know, more than enough people text in or call in and, and talk about moving on from Evan Bouchard, but it would be a huge mistake. Um, Evan Bouchard's a better defenseman than Jeff Petrie was with the Edmonton Oilers. And I think Evan Bouchard has a much higher ceiling as a defenseman in the NHL than Jeff Petrie does. And look at the career Jeff Petrie's had, right? Like he went on, he played in Montreal for a number of years. He's now a valued part of the Pittsburgh Penguins defense. He's been a very good second pairing defenseman his entire career. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think a guy like Bouchard has first pair upside in the NHL. Um, every player is going to have their down nights. Every player is going to have some struggles. Every player is going to blow assignments in front of the net. Uh, but I think we need to try and sometimes sit back on nights like this and remember there's a much bigger picture in the season. And I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, losing 3-2 to Columbus in overtime uh, in the dead of winter in January is the time to be making bolder or outrageous assumptions about any player on this team. Yeah, and I'll just hit it one more time. I mean, they won six straight coming into this. They've now got points in seven straight. So uh, things are okay. There's going to be bumps in the road, like you say. And Jeff Petrie, I'll tell you, Zach, I, I mean, I've worked in sports radio for a long time. I, I've seen the texts that come in. It's a cesspool. It's really negative, and it, it's all anonymous. So you can say whatever you want. But I go back to the time that Jeff Petrie was traded. The only person that I could remember was Alan Mitchell, the low tie. The only guy I remember that was actually like, don't trade him. He's yeah. the numbers show he's progressing and it obviously didn't work out. And then when he started to trend in the right direction and you know, there was the talk of potentially re-signing him. He wasn't re-signing. He was on his way out already. Uh, Aaron Bordado tells me right now, we've got the clip of the Johnny Goudreau cross check. So we'll fade away. Oh, we'll stay here. I, I I thought we were going to fade away and that was going to go full screen, but Aaron, thank you for bringing that one up. Uh, I like Connor McDavid on that little session. I mean, he's throwing his weight around. He's, he's being a little bit of that agitator drawing penalties. That was the only penalty called against the Oilers tonight. I'll put some blame on them. You got to move the legs and actually draw some, but what did you think of Johnny Goudreau here? Maybe a little frustration, like the booze got to him. Connor McDavid is rent free in Johnny Goudreau's mind, right? (laughs) I mean, really, you think back to Drew's last play with the Calgary Flames. He had that soft play along the wall, and the puck ended up on Connor McDavid's stick at beginning Game Five. Um, you know, the second round of the playoffs last year. So, you know, McDavid was—I'll give him credit—he was physically engaged tonight. Uh, he had another pretty good-sized hit on Eric Goodbranson uh, that left that big defenseman kind of shaken up. But 
you know, it's kind of funny to see him, you know, go lay the butt, the body on Johnny, like he's probably done a lot of times over the year and, you know, Johnny not too pleased with it to say the least. Uh, Mark Moore says on Facebook here, Oilers played at the same level as the Blue Jackets and McDavid and Dryasheadle just didn't look interested in the game. Yep. I, I won't argue with you on that one. I think there was a, a lot of uh, a lack of energy on that one. Ryan says, how the hell did they blow a game to the worst team in the league? Eh, any given night, Ryan, it, it can happen. Uh, unfortunately, it did. Uh, Aaron tells me here, we got the Derek Ryan goal if we want it next. Yeah, why not give some love to Derek Ryan here? Uh, this was a massive goal, Zach, because before it happened, like I, I told you guys in the group chat, it, to me it felt like this might be like a, an ugly 2-1 game for the Oilers if they could find a way to get it. Like They just didn't have the energy. Uh, Derek Ryan obviously gets the, the goal there, a nice finish. Good for him. Uh, a guy who you know c- consistently hears his name mentioned about being sent down to Bakersfield. Uh, good to see him get on the score sheet there and in a time where the Oilers needed someone to step up. We've said it all along. You cannot contain Derek Ryan. Look how lethal he is. I'm joking aside. Uh, it was a nice goal from Ryan. I mean, this is something that he's always been so great at over the years. It's felt like, or I guess over the last you know, year and a half that he's been here in Edmonton. He always just has this knack for being at the right place at the right time. He's a guy that I really, really value on this Oilers roster. And you think of a lot of the guys over the years that rotated through Edmonton's bottom six, right? Like the, the veteran physical, you know, face-off guy who's a right shot. And, you know, they really never were able to do much in the way of anything on the ice. They'd always get caved in and, Derek Ryan's a guy who's kind of come into Edmonton here and he's just been a really solid presence in the bottom six and he can chip in with some offense too. Uh, seven goals on the season. That's a nice little number for a guy who plays fourth line minutes. Um, I've always been a really big fan of his game. Uh, we're going to get to the Hyman goal in just one second here. Just want to check in with the, oh, sorry, Aaron, my bad. Uh, threw you off there a little bit. On YouTube, a lot of people going, uh, Rusty, hello, Cato, uh, Smurphy, Gorgeous George, Larissa, Dr. Gonzo. I see you all there. Thank you, guys. Everyone else that I might have missed, my apologies. Uh, Joran says, I need a new camera. I, I don't know. This is the best I can do right now. And uh, you don't want, like, HD. It will not be good. So we're just going to go yeah. with the blurry outline of me for now. But, you know, we'll see if we can upgrade that going forward here. Um you know what? So, some good stuff coming in here, and we're going to jump to that in a second. But I did mention uh, the second goal, Zach Hyman, on the power play. And, I mean, this to me, it's just a guy going to the position he needs to be in. Like, he's almost behind Corpus Allo, but has his stick in the right position. And that's all you have to do with Connor McDavid because he's got the vision. He's got the ability to execute. He's going to find you. Like, this is just textbook from Zach Hyman. Yeah, it really is, right? I mean, this is what the Oilers brought him in to be, right, as a guy who's going to go out there, uh, bust his ass every single shift, and you know what you're going to get out of him. And on the power play, he's just tremendous. He's, like, he's not a big guy, right? Like, he's he's really kind of an average size NHLer, but he plays m- a much bigger game, especially in front of the net. And I think that's what makes him so valuable. And as you said, Connor, um, you know, this is the perfect spot for him to be kind of there, sneaking in around the net, throwing the, the goaltender and the defenseman off, um, you know, finding a bit of the soft spot on the ice. And really, that's all you have to do if you play with Connor McDavid, right, is just kind of find yourself, you know, a bit of a soft spot on the ice, wait for McDavid to somehow get the puck to you, and then all of a sudden you got an open net to be able to, to tap a puck home or, or to bank one in, right? Um, 
Hyman's been a tremendous addition to this team. He's uh, he's everything that we could have asked for and then some. And, you know, you look at the offensive numbers that he's had this year, you know, he's uh, really having a breakout season. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Dr. Gonzo says we need HD tarps off. On Oilers Nation after dark. Oh, man, we're going to have to start charging for that one if we get into that territory. Uh, Devin says we're 0-4 on these jerseys. I believe 0-2-2 and in the final time that they will wear the reverse retros is on Saturday, taking on the Blackhawks. So another winnable game. Uh, maybe it's time to retire these jerseys, Zach. I don't know, but the, the record speaks for itself. Yeah, no kidding, eh? I, I always find it kind of funny because I there there really is no correlation between wins and losses in which jersey uh, teams wear. But it is kind of funny to kind of sit there and be like, hey, you know what? I still haven't won in these jerseys yet, you know? <laughs> uh, but Chicago, I mean, this should be a game they'll be able to get up for. Uh, hopefully Evander Kane will be in the lineup for that one and, and give them a little bit of juice. I was actually about to tweet out, can Kate send the PJ down to California and pick Kane up just before Ryan scored so you know delete 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 don't don't tweet it but yeah I mean his his energy I think was missed out there tonight and you know he doesn't have to put the puck in the net he can just fly around there uh maybe get the the blood boiling on the other side to to get the momentum going for the Oilers. I think his presence was actually really missed tonight yeah I think so too I mean you know I think that we, he was on the lineup for so long it almost felt like to a certain extent we forgot about what Oilers lineup was like with Kane in it, right? Um, you know, he comes back for the three or four games that he did. And as you said, the energy that he brought and the energy that the team had, like it was substantial. And Kane with, plays with such a swagger. Um, it's really like a case of osmosis. It goes through the rest of the lineup, right? Everybody feels that they have a little bit more jump in their step. So it seems when Evander's in the lineup. So hopefully he won't uh, miss too much more action. Cato says it's the boys telling Adidas these jerseys suck. Uh, I, I saw these jerseys in the summer and I was unconvinced. I'll admit they have grown on me. Wanted to wait till I saw them on the ice. Uh, are you a fan of this look, Zach? 
I'm the same way as you, Connor. Like I wasn't a hundred percent sold on them. I'm a I'm a Seth MacFarlane truther. I really love <laughs> the design of the original one. Um, but it did grow on me more than I kind of expected it to. And I really do like this look. It would be cool if they could bring back the original ones um, and actually just wear those ones sometimes. Um, but you know what? This whole reverse retro thing, every team's doing it. So got to join in the fun somehow. Let us know on the uh, YouTube chat. Yay or nay, do you like the reverse retros? Are you glad they'll be done after Saturday? we got to get the pulse of the people here. On the Facebook chat, uh, Scott says, is Hamlin not drawing in because of his size? Thoughts on why he can't crack the fourth line spot? I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. It's just when you're going 11 and 7, somebody does have to draw out. Right yeah. now, he's that guy. To me, it's kind of an easy decision, especially just you just won six games in a row. You're not going to be tinkering with the lineup too much. Maybe going into the game against Chicago after the overtime loss, you know, you, you want a young guy who's going to be that spark and, and give you all he's got out there. So maybe Hamlin could draw back in, but going into this one tonight, not a big surprise to me. How about you, Zach? Yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all. Right. I mean, Hamlin really just kind of came up to be more or less a warm body and extra forward um, because, you know, there was a great graphic during the game. I got a screen grab of, of the Oilers record when they were uh, going with 11 and seven and 12 and six. So with 12 forwards, the Oilers this year, 15, 14 and two uh, with a five, 16 points percentage, 11 forwards and seven defensemen. They're 11, four and one with a seven, 19 uh, points percentage. That's a huge difference. And they're also giving up almost a little over half a goal less per game defensively as well. Those are some pretty impressive splits, to say the least. Um, this 11-7 and seven works. We've talked about it on the show here, Connor. Uh, we've talked about it other places as well. This team just really seems to be able to play well under it, and I, I don't see any reason why the Oilers should go away from it anytime soon, especially with Big Vinny D on the back end. Like, I thought the a has looked really solid. Um, it's helped suppress the minutes and the, the competition for not only DRNA but for Broberg as well getting them into some more favorable positions on the ice is always a good thing. Um, because at the end of the day, when you're on the ice, you always want to be out shooting and outscoring your opponents. And that's kind of what's been happening with, with Broberg and uh, DRNA on the ice, uh, albeit not at the same time. Um, but there's some really good things that I think stem out of this 11 and seven for this club. Yeah. Uh, minute wise, Darnell Nurse tonight, 25, 48. Uh, Cody Cece was second, just under 23. And then it was Philip Broberg at 15, Bouchard 14, Barry 13, and the day are 1250 and Kulak at 19. So kind of what you want to see here. Uh, if you're curious in terms of the forwards, Clem Costin was the only Oilers forward not to make it to the double digits in terms of minutes. He finishes at 925. And, you know, we've seen that. And it seems like when he has a game where he's not too noticeable, he tends to bounce back strong. So I don't know if you're going to head to Betway and, and maybe throw some money down on Clem Costin points tonight. I think that might not be the worst idea, especially going up against Chicago. Betway, 19-plus. Bet responsibly. Zach, uh, do you any you throw any money down today? I did. I uh, My Betway bet of the day was Connor McDavid to score and the Oilers to win on the money line. I had that one down at uh, minus 112, and I'm pretty disappointed that it didn't hit the savings. I kind of thought that was going to be a really good spot tonight as my cat tries to climb onto my laptop. Everybody say, hi, Rosa. Rosa, hi. Um, yeah, that was when I thought that was going to be a really good spot. I mean, obviously you look at, uh, McDavid and you look at how poor, 
uh, defensively Chicago or Columbus has been all season here. You know, it felt like this was one that the Oilers really should have won, right? They were massive favorites on the money line coming into this game at minus 350. They had the highest implied team total of the entire slate. They were implied to score four and a half goals tonight. Um, they didn't quite get anywhere near it. Um, but yeah, no, that was the one that I was kind of riding this evening. Uh, but uh, that's the game, I suppose. Uh, I thank you and a lot of others. Some stranger says, hi, Rosa. So Rosa getting some love here. Uh, <laughs> Waz, Waz is watching. It's okay to be unhappy. Yeah, 100%. You can be unhappy with this one. Uh, you grow more. You Grom Lol. I some of the names throw me off here, Zach. But your you Grom Lol says garbage jerseys can't win. Don't ever wear them again. Uh, I'm sorry that I butchered your handle there, and I'm sorry they are going to wear them on Saturdays. So uh, they they've got one more in them. One more in them. Um, very quickly, also here we we just mentioned Betway. You know, have some fun if you're gonna throw some money down. Do so responsibly. Nineteen plus. Also, want to let people know that the Nation Vacation is upcoming once again, March 10th to 12th. You can see the Oilers and Leafs in Toronto. Stay at the Royal York Hotel. Check it out at uh, NationGear.ca. An experience powered by AMA Travel. Uh, we we've recapped the Vegas trip quite a lot on this program and now we look ahead to the next nation vacation in toronto a chance to class it up a little bit and go have some fun in the six the oilers uh that's that's still a ways away for the edmonton oilers that's going to be a tough stretch in march i think zach for the oilers uh but you know despite the loss tonight a lot of winnable games coming up on the schedule so i you know i I know we're we're living in the moment as we should and people are frustrated but you know I think we could get to two weeks and look back and laugh at this one. Like, oh man, why do we get so worried? The Oilers won 90% of their last games in the last month. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was uh, Rusty earlier in the chat. I mean, mentioned about how the Oilers are, what is it? I think I'm just trying to pull it up. Yeah. Seven, two and two in January with one game left. Um, if, we, if we win that game, we'll have a 750 points percentage through the month. I mean, that's, that's really good, right? Like, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it or, or try and downplay it. That is really good. And as you mentioned, you know, the next five games, Detroit twice, Philadelphia, Ottawa, and Montreal. Uh, these are all teams that are far from being playoff competitors this season. Um, you know, and I, I wrote about it in the wrap-up tonight too, a little bit about how, you know, when you look back to the Anaheim and the uh, San Jose game, and it was like, oh, wow, the Oilers actually didn't play down to an opponent this time. They came out with a bunch of energy and they pushed the pace of play all night long. You know, we sit here tonight and we're like, oh, well, there's the old habits kind of creeping back into the Oilers game. Well, there's no better time than now than to nip it in the bud, right? I mean, Chicago on Saturday, that's a team the Oilers should beat up on. They'll have a chance to really rest and recuperate over the all-star break. You know, there's players right now that are banged up, right? Like it's no surprise at this point in the season that some players are probably playing hurt. Um, some bumps and some bruises and everything like that. So, you know, a good chance for everybody to heal up and kind of reset. And, you know, I think heading into, you know, Detroit coming out of the all-star break, uh, I think the Oilers are going to need to have a couple of hard practices, right? I mean, I really think that they're going to have to try and get their legs underneath them getting back into that game, because as we saw tonight, uh, if they don't have a good start, you know, not a lot good, not a lot good goes their way the rest of the game. Yeah, check out the uh, wrap-up. 49, lethargic Oilers cough up extra point in 3-2 loss to the Blue Jackets. A very appropriate title, Zach. That's at OilersNation.com. And, uh, yeah, if you don't 
I mean, if you're here, you probably read Oilers Nation, so I don't have to tell you, but check it out anyways. Uh, Zach, so now just looking at the standings here with refreshed, uh, the Seattle Kraken beating up on the, on the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Uh, maybe it wasn't Bruce Boudreaux. Maybe maybe the team has some issues they need to work on. They fall 6-1 of the Kraken. So they do the Oilers no favor in the standings. With that win, the Kraken now tied for first in the Pacific with the Vegas Golden Knights, the LA Kings sitting in well, third, uh, with 60 points, the Oilers two points back with a game in hand of the King. So they take care of their business. They should be okay. Um, but, you know, that, that's that got to be one that stings a little bit. And even if they had won the game tonight, they still would be sitting in that wild card spot. But uh, it's, it's certainly going to be one they look at as a bit of a missed opportunity. Uh, Connor McDavid now 89 points on the season. He's 20 points ahead of the next non-oiler in points scored david pasternak uh, i mean it wasn't a typical Connor mcdavid night probably not one that we had expected but geez this guy continuing to do what only he can do in the nhl right now and uh, running away with that point title yeah he absolutely is i mean might as well just give him the yard ross now right i mean really you know sitting at 89 points that's more than a lot of players are going to score in the entire season right i mean like it's it's remarkable really to see how quickly he's able to, um, you know, jump up there, right? You know, David Pasternak, you know, he'll probably push for 90 points, you know, maybe maybe 100 points on the year, right? But in, you know, say five to 10 games from now, you know, McDavid's going to be at the 100-point mark. And um, there's not a lot of players in the NHL that are going to even hit that mark at all this season, right? Uh, now, granted, there are a, a lot of more offensive players or a lot of higher point totals, I should say, than I actually thought, uh, just taking a look at it. But, you know, for him to be so far up on the, the rest of the field right now uh, in the Art Ross race, I mean, it's uh, pretty remarkable to say the least. Yeah, looking at points per game here, Connor McDavid, 1.83, Leon Dreisaitl, 1.59. And then you've got Nathan McKinnon, who obviously missed some time due to injury. He's got 52 points, but he's at 1.49. And then you've also got uh, 1.48 for Nikita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay lightning uh let's take a quick gander here there was one uh i thought was a good one uh referring to potentially too many beers and ice fishing uh yeah i, th- I saw the picture i think clean costin had posted about going ice fishing i think he's more canadian than i am now because i've never gone ice fishing like he surpassed me in that category already yeah it's kind of funny him and dylan holloway and it sounds like there was a couple other guys uh that joined them out for a little bit of ice fishing but uh yeah, I know some good team bonding for them and, you know, it, it's good to see, right. They got to be able to have lives away from the rink. And I think it's always kind of fun and cool uh, to see the the relationships of the players uh, away from the rink as well, because, you know, it seems like there was maybe a little bit of a bromance going on between Holloway and Costin here. Uh, so, you know, that's, that stuff's always kind of interesting to see. It's uh, a far cry from the way it used to be when you could, um, or when you would never really get these kind of insights into the players and their off days and that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to check in here with Rusty, the Reckless Optimist. He always joins us on the program. Always happy to read the comments here. And he says, and I think he puts it into perspective here. Still only three points back for first in the division. Connor is going to have a 10-goal game against Chicago, 50-50. and I mean, that wasn't the perspective I was referring to, but that would be really fun to see. And then uh, Gen X left. Gen X laughs says seven points back from Dallas with a game in hand. Sky isn't falling because they had a bad night. And that's kind of what I wanted to mention on a little bit more. Um, 
you know, it, it was a bad game for the Oilers. It did not look good, but we can eventually probably at some point look back and maybe laugh at that and say, oh, it was just a minor hiccup. Uh, they, it's, it's not as bad as it looks. It's never as good as it seems, but it's not as bad as it seems tonight either. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's it's frustrating because, you know, that seven game win streak was right there. Right. And I think, you know, that probably is the the part of it that stings the most, I think, tonight is the fact that, you know, we were one win away from, from doing something this organization hasn't done in over 20 years. Uh, would have been cool to, to hit that seven game mark. But hey, you know what? Who's to say they can't go on another run? Right, Connor? I mean, really, this team, this team is a good team. Uh, they are Still got some flaws. They got some holes. There's very few teams in the NHL that uh, don't have holes in their roster. Um, but at the end of the day, the Oilers have shown their ability to put games together here. Now let's hope they can turn around here and and start to do the same again. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll go on a streak and they'll be like winners of 15 of their last 16. And yeah, you, you can enjoy that one. Ron on Facebook says, Oilers need to focus on doing their job instead of ice fishing. Oh, Ron, I disagree with that one. I mean, ha- you got to have a little bit of fun in life. You can't you can't just go shoot pucks 24-7. You got to get a little bit of, uh, away from it, enjoy life. They'll be okay, Ron. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't know, Zach. I mean, you work for Oilers Nation. You you need a break every once in a while. Absolutely. Everybody deserves a break. I'm, I'm sure Ron doesn't uh, do his job 24-7. I'm sure nobody does their job 24-7. I mean, you have to have a life, right? And I think, you know, Mark Spector wrote an article uh, yesterday, I believe it was, on Sportsnet, you know, talking about Ethan Bear. Now, he missed the game against the Edmonton Oilers last weekend. His dog had passed away. And, you know, I think Spector did a really, really good job on this article because he kind of talked to some of the Oilers players about how, you know, the narrative and the, the mindset around players as a whole and their health and their mental health away from the rink is something that's become a lot more to the forefront. I mean, you know, years ago, players wouldn't miss games when their kids were born. Um, if you were, you know, missing a game when a pet died, that just, that, that sort of thing wasn't happening, right? But, you know, the shift that we've seen towards, uh, you know, reminding and remembering that at the end of the day, you know, we watch these players on our TVs all the time, and we almost feel the need to hold them to a higher standard uh, than being a normal human being. But at the end of the day, they are normal human beings like all of us. Um, they're going to go through, you know, highs and lows uh, in their professional jobs, in their home life, in their relationships with their friends and their family. Um, you know, there's a lot of intricacies that surround being a, a human being and, uh, you know, being a professional athlete, the spotlight's always on, right? So it, it becomes a little bit more cumbersome, I think, for a lot of these players. Um, but this shift that we've seen to ensuring there's a more, balanced home uh, work relationship is something that I think, uh, you know, society as a whole can continue to, to keep doing better at as well. Yeah. And you know what? I, I also read that his fiance gave birth to their child on Tuesday night. So yeah. that's awesome. Congratulations. He's, he's Papa bear, which is pretty cool for them. And uh, I, I think his fiance had posted it. So good to see she's doing okay. That's, that's really cool. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the olden days where, whatever happens you're getting out there right we saw Stuart skinner fly home for the birth of his child uh congratulations to them as well it's uh really good news and yeah the twitter was something that night uh, when the news dropped for the reason behind ethan bear missing his game but uh sure was. I, I, 
I was just going to say, I remember back a couple of years ago in the um, in the playoff bubble when the Oilers played against Winnipeg. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but one of those games went to like double overtime or something like that. And Darnell Nurse's wife was expecting uh, their firstborn son, and he managed to hop on a flight immediately after the game and still make it home in time for the birth of his son. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool, you know, from a couple of years ago. And then, you know, think back to Phil Kessel last year in Arizona as well. To keep the Ironman streak alive, they set up a private jet for Phil Kessel so he could go out there, take a single shift, go get changed, and get home for the birth of uh, – uh, his his kids so pretty pretty cool to see teams uh helping make that stuff happen oh yeah 100 percent uh just a couple more messages here we'll get to on the youtube chat uh, a lot of people saying hey no time to panic it's it's just one game uh gen x laughs as you should have seen the tampa bay fan chat after the oilers beat them it's like they hadn't been to three straight finals uh, we're always gonna it, it's a passionate fan base now that's what makes it so much fun right we we're definitely gonna uh ride the waves and get way too into it at certain points but uh, at the end of the year i mean and right now big picture the oilers are in a good spot obviously they can't have too many more performances like the one tonight but uh yeah, I, I think they're going to find a way. Uh, one final question, and uh, maybe we'll bring Aaron in if he wants to to jump in here and, and become the third little box on the screen. Hello, hey, gentlemen. Welcome Aaron. to the party. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, I think I'm staying much more positive than everybody in the chat so far. <laughs> I um, I mean, you know me. I love a hot, I love a hot chat. I love a I love everything we should take. Uh, passage out of the wise Aaron Rodgers. Just relax. It's all right. We had to lose eventually. We it went to overtime. We got a point. We were joking all day today that I could see them losing this game because, you know, last team in the league happened. We got a point. I'll take it. Hey, I'll see you tonight. Hundred percent, and I mean, hey, that better be the motto for this team going forward. Figure it out. But uh, on Facebook, Bill says turnover after turnover, dreadful. Yep, hundred percent. I wanted to bring you in, Aaron, because uh, we got a good one here. Oilers need defense, plain and simple. That Columbus defenseman looks pretty good. I assume we're referring to Vladislav Gavrikov, and we were talking about it in our group chat going in here, and uh, the consensus was, well, you're not really noticing him too much, but. Sometimes for a stay-at-home defenseman, that's a good thing. He played 23-41, uh, did it against uh, some of the Oilers' best players, finished as a dash one uh, on that Derek Ryan goal. But what did you guys make of his performance tonight? Because that's been a name that's popped up as a guy who could potentially be an Oiler. I've heard some people say it could cost the first round. I don't know if that's a price you're willing to pay, but uh, Zach Gavrikov, what did you think of him tonight? I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even really notice him. Like I was, I was really trying to pay attention to him when he was out there, but you know, I never really seemed to catch him when he was out there and he seemed to play a pretty quiet game. Now that's obviously not a bad thing, right? If you're an NHL defenseman and you're playing a quiet game out there, uh, you know, you're probably doing some things right, but in the same breath too, like, do you want to be spending a first round pick on a guy who's just a quiet defenseman out there? I mean, you know, in my mind, if you're spending a first-round pick on somebody, you want a defenseman who's going to be going out there and making an impact, right? You know, even just taking a look at his raw numbers from tonight, uh, with uh, him on the ice at 5-on-5, Columbus controlled 43% of the shot attempt share, controlled 43% of the expected goal share, only 36% 
of the scoring chance share as well. So he really didn't have a successful night out there on the ice, right? Um, which isn't exactly what you want to see. And now, of course, this is a Columbus team who in general is not very good and they aren't going to be very favorable to those numbers. But relative to the rest of his teammates, he was pretty much a negative in every one of those categories as well. So uh, not exactly uh, something that would give me a lot of optimism if the Oilers were to go out of their way uh, to spend a first-round pick on this guy. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I agree with Zach. I mean, it was we were talking about in our group chat, but... I didn't notice the guy until we had mentioned it. And then I believe it was somebody on the broadcast, Jack or somebody brought him up and was like, Oh yeah, they're, you know, take a look at, you know, Vladislav Gavrikov tonight. And I was, man, I didn't see anything like Zach says though. Sometimes that is everything that we need. And you know, you can't, you can't really take down a defenseman for something like that. But when the price tag is a first round pick and there's all these other guys in the market, whether that be a defenseman whether that be a defensive forward. I know I'm hearing rumblings of your classic Jonathan Taves. I don't know what salary retention needs to happen, but it's like, I don't know if that's the first round asking price for that guy. I would much rather use my first round on something like that. Now, whether that's realistic or not, I don't know. We have Frank Saravalli on Oilers Nation every day tomorrow in studio. Shameless plug right there. (laughs) And we can find that out tomorrow together. I like that. You work that in seamlessly. That's why you're one of the best in the nation network, Aaron. Uh, that's what the people tell me. And uh, yeah. you're backing it up. You're backing it up. Uh, so for the Edmonton Oilers with the overtime loss, 27, 18 and four on the season. That's good for 58 points. A couple points back in the division. Lots of hockey left to be played. Uh, their next game will come on Saturday. It's an eight o'clock start when they take on the Chicago Blackhawks down at Rogers. Uh, they'll wear the what are we calling these again? The reverse retros. That's the yeah. reverse retros. One more time. I blanked on the name there. I, I can't wait for them to be done. I think I've made my mind up on those. I don't like them. Uh, you guys think the Oilers get back on the winning side of things here? Yeah, I think so for sure. I, I don't see any reason for them to to come out and play another kind of game like that. Uh, I think they'll be fired up willing, wanting to kind of get two points against Chicago. Yeah, I agree. Saturday night, they'll be fired up. I mean, I assume that means that we're getting soup back in the net. And, I mean, he's red hot. We continue to let that ride. Keep going with the 11 and 7. I did have a scare today when I saw DeHarnay take that puck. And I was like, oh, no, not, not, not my boy, not my boy Vinny. But then, of course, like the truck he is, he made his way back out there. And I guess somebody did point out in the chat, we did lose our perfect record with Vinny. But, you know, it was a good run. It was a good run, and I appreciated every bit of it. Still points in every game that he's played. Yeah. Um, I like to think he just wanted to get off and go get some push-ups in. You know, that's just the kind of guy he is. Like, get down the tunnel, get in a quick workout. Uh, very quickly, got a big uh, shout-out to our sponsors, Cornerstone Insurance. Uh, check them out at cornerstoneins.ca. AMA Travel, if you want to go on the Next Nation vacation out to the Big Smoke, Toronto, to see Oilers and the Leafs. Stay at the Royal York Hotel, Class CAF. Nationgear.ca is where you can get the uh, the package there and experience powered by AMA Travel. And also, uh, when the Oilers take on the Blackhawks, if you want to make some money, go to Betway, bet the over. I'm, I'm predicting some uh, big points for the Oilers, some bounce-back performances, and a little more energy. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on Oilers Nation After Dark. On behalf of Zach Lang, Aaron Bordado, I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. Have a great night.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.